Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished to God. It's your boy, D Flow. And we are here with episode 105. Let's get into it. Does anybody have an all-man moment to start the show off? Yeah, man. I just want to say first and foremost, thank you, D-Flow. You know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm cool <laughs> with helping motherfuckers out, y'all. I, I, I'm cool with doing that and, you know, helping people as much as I can. But um, when you're helping them, sometimes they take more than what they actually need. And that's all the fuck I'm going to say, man. Just take the help. Don't take advantage. Don't take out of it, because I'm going to remember that shit the next time you ask me for a favor. And I'm going to say, no, nigga, these nuts. It's rough. He's real rough. Christ. And That's a lot So right I there, don't bro. have a personal all-man moment, but I would like to, to dedicate my all-man moment to the Clippers, because <laughs> that was the most embarrassing thing I didn't seen in a long time in sports history. Not because the Nuggets are not a good team. I saw it early on. I was like, yo, this doesn't look good for the Clippers. For some reason, this is not going to work out well. But because all the sports analysts had the Clippers being the quote-unquote best team in the league this year, I mean, and rightfully so, they look super deep. Um, but this was crazy to see them get knocked out by the Nuggets like that. Paul George... They're going to have to trade that nigga because he did absolutely nothing in these playoffs. So that's what my all-man moment goes to. Um, I don't have an all-man moment, man. I've been chilling, son. So I, I don't really have an all-man moment right now. All right, cool. Okay. So let's, let's get straight into these topics. Um, Let's see. What do we have up first? So there's a meme going around and it says, how far are you or how far are your friends willing to go to protect you if your significant other thought you were cheating? What do you think your friends would do? Well, <laughs> um, personally, if, if I'm keeping it 100, one of my best friends is, is fucking asking the question. So I don't think you would protect anything. You'll be like, yo, my nigga, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You know, so I mean, that's still protection because I I didn't go to the girl. Right. Uh, in that instance of of if I was to ask you, what the fuck were you doing? Right. But uh, what I'm saying is that me knowing you, you would come to me like, yo, bro. Are you sure you want to do this and jeopardize this? 
Because, nigga, either way, I'm going to hold it down. But, nigga, do you know what the fuck you're doing? Because, nigga, you're, 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 you're wilding right now. <laughs> I'm definitely that, that friend. I'm definitely right. your friend. I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely the friend that is going to be like, um, nigga, <laughs> you bugging the fuck out. Right. And I'm not... <laughs> I'm not fit. Like if if, if Shorty want to come and hook off on you because she sees it, I ain't stopping her. But I'm gonna I'm be right. man enough to tell right. you right now, chill the fuck out. Don't do it. Right. Now if she asks me <laughs> questions. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I I have no clue what you're asking me about. I didn't see anything. You might want to talk to right. him about whatever it is that you feel is going on. Unless she's right. like really really close. Like there's all right. there's those girls that are are. They feel like they part of the circle. So it's like, yeah. damn, if you my best friend and and that's my best friend, I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rat you out, but I'm definitely gonna say y'all need to have a conversation. Leave me out of it. Y'all need to have a conversation. I feel like it also depends yeah, too, because if it's boyfriend, girlfriend, I honestly may have less to say, to be honest. And I know, I know y'all is it's coming from the marriage officiant, nigga. I, I know, I know. But if it's marriage, I might be a little more tight. I might mm. be a little more tight that it's even happening. Like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Nigga, we already got one offset. Don't I don't wanna I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna be at the divorce party. I married y'all. I don't wanna be at the divorce party. Okay? I feel like y'all, y'all would definitely I feel like y'all wouldn't wouldn't uh say anything if if I was to Cheat. Luckily, I don't cheat, so y'all would never be in that scenario. That's what I'm but, saying. I feel like y'all would, y'all would, y'all would be. Oh no, nigga, <laughs> nigga, I would be like, "Oh, you cheating?" And then I'm gonna just look at D Flow and I'm be like, "Well, it's about goddamn time." <laughs> I've never just cheated kidding. in my life, so I don't know what y'all <laughs> niggas is talking about right now. I would never be putting this predicament for y'all niggas to have to do that for me. So. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It's well, a legend. Well, it's a it's a legend. Well, well, <laughs> well, no D Flow happening over here, sir. D Flow, not D Flow. For the record, not this nigga, guy I right pray here. to God you never put me in that predicament, nigga. I'm damn near, I'm damn near your family. I hope you never put me in that yeah, predicament. Yeah, no, I, I pray to God I don't have to put y'all Please in don't, that bro. predicament. So. Please nah, don't. we don't need that. I don't, I don't need I don't need the energy. Y'all niggas don't need it. I don't, I don't need, need it energy, either, bro. Nigga. Like, I'm I am good, good sir. Not nah, like Tiff. I, I would so. say Tiff is one of those that is like the homie. Like it's like damn. Like in a scenario like that, it's kind of hard not to. It's kind of hard to play neutral. Yeah, but you'll have. That's where you have to be. Like yo, y'all just nah, gotta talk it out. Fight y'all, yeah. <laughs> nigga. She definitely fight. Yeah, I mean, she, she gonna be like, line, she might. Would she might end up fighting y'all? So she, she gonna, gonna be like, hey, she what? gonna be like Henry fucking Gray. You knew about this nigga. <laughs> You gonna go off on yeah, my shit. She will fight y'all and then proceed to come stab me after. I am e good, sir. I don't, <laughs> exactly. I don't need that type of drama in my life. Ex exactly. Yo, what's what's crazy is though, when you do know, when you're like, if you intimately know your homeboy is cheating on his girl, like he's telling you when he's going to the next chick's house and all of that, that's kind of nuts to think about. I don't think I've been in that situation too often. I've only been in a few where. Uh, I kind I saw firsthand what was cooking, and it just it was like, damn, son, this this ain't it. But to actively know, like, yeah, I was at my your your nigga hits you up on the phone, like, yeah, I was at my side bitch house the other day, and 
Da, 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 da. I don't know if I've been in that, but that's kind of nuts. Oh, I've to been think there. About. I've been there I've numerous been in, times. I've been in. I've been in. I've been in a few different times, but it's always been with people who are like in more fresher relationships. Mm. So it's never been. It's never been in a situation where it's with a couple that I've known the couple for mad long. Like, like if if it's a situation where I know the couple and it's been five, six years, and I know the couple. And you built the relationship not only with, I mean, it's your boy, it's your boy, but you've also built the relationship with Shorty as well, where she, you know, she it's on a it's on a regular like everybody's friendly. It's a little bit difficult because then, <clears throat> where Shorty could call me directly and be like, "Have you? Mm-hmm. Do you know where so and so is? Do you know where you know? Did he? Did he? Is he chilling with you tonight?" And that's where it gets kind of messy because then that's where you gotta be like. Ah, damn, son, because it it gets it's like she knows something is happening and she has to call you to verify. Nah, that it's ain't not it. good, bro. It's not well, good. It's, it's not I'm not good. gonna say no names, but there's a distinct memory with the good old brother XAB, and we were downtown Brooklyn, and me and XAB we went into a sneaker shop to support, and we ended up running into Mila J. This is when Mila J first came out, and uh, I remember getting a phone call from a person I was dating at the time and they didn't believe that I was where I was. And I think I either had to get X on the phone or X had to send a text like he's right beside me. I was mm. like, wow, this shit real. <laughs> this shit yeah, crazy. Man. This shit crazy. <laughs> she ain't believe me at all. You didn't believe me. It, it's, <laughs> cheating is an interesting <laughs> thing. It's, have y'all ever have y'all ever felt like uh or, or had the inclination when you thought someone you were dating was cheating like you or or you you knew you knew they was doing something sus and you 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 had it in your heart like I know this shit ain't right. I feel like there's been a couple of scenarios where I've been in a situation where I'm like I've never no one I've based on my knowledge I've never been cheated on. But um, I am pretty sure, like, if I was dating somebody and they was, like, dating someone else, I've contacted that person while they were in the presence of the person that they were with. Like, I'm uh, I'm guaranteed. You get the weird, awkward text exchanges. You get the disappearances for five hours. You get the, the your call being dubbed two, two times in a row. Like, it, it, it gets crazy. I don't know if y'all have experienced something like that. Thankfully, I've never had experienced that in my relationship. Um, thankfully, I, I've never experienced that. I've never had to go out my way to verify my partner's location either. Um, thankfully, because I know that's a struggle boat to be in in the first place. So thankfully, I've never had to be, put myself or put her in that predicament. So... As far as I'm aware of, I've never had to deal with those type of things. I don't know. I feel like every time I've always heard I'm hanging out with my friends and it's always like on a Friday and it's always like, damn, you always hanging out with your friends on a Friday. After a while, after after the fifth, I'm hanging out with my friends. You getting dick. Okay. Um, I can't prove it to this day. Can't prove it. (laughs) But there would be a pattern like I'm. I'm hanging out with 
so and so would would tell me names, but it would always be I'm hanging out, and it would always be a particular day, or if I'm planning something, it's like oh, remember I'm supposed to be going to the, you know visit my 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 friend's uh, son because you know that's my godson, or you know that's my god. I'm just like. After a while, I would hear shit like that, and I would just keep a mental note. Like, okay. Can't, can't prove I mean, anything, but I would be feeling deep down like some cheating's going on. Can't prove it, though. I feel like for me, a lot of times, it it came down to, like, I mean, the telltale sign for me when a girl is with a dude, and it's a dude that she doesn't really want you to know that she's with is, oh, I'm with a friend. Anytime a girl tells me I'm with a friend, I'm looking at you, suspect. And you can't tell me the name. If you're not saying the yeah. name. Oh, I'm I'm with Jessica. Oh, I'm with Shantaya. Oh, I'm with Johnny. Like, if you like, oh, I'm with a friend. I already know what time it is. You you sound suspect yeah, off rip. That's a great point. <laughs> I'm that's good, a great sir. point. Off rip. It, it, that, that's why I always say, bro, y'all, I can't be a single nigga again, son. I can't deal with that level of anxiety. Sounds like anxiety. That's anxiety, bro. You gave wifey text you to talk about. I'm like, she's like, oh, I'm coming home late tonight hanging out with a friend. Who? I need to know who. Who? Yo, you get the anxiety attack off rip when they say a friend. A friend. Off rip. Friend. Like, <laughs> who who's this friend? And why yeah. don't I know who the fuck they are? <laughs> and why are you not what? giving me no details? What's I want the no wh- details? Like, where? what are you doing right now? <laughs> A friend. Like, I need details. I, oh, I'm hanging out at Taj with Jessica and Samantha. Okay, cool. I'm 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 gonna see you when you get home. When you hit me yeah, with no that, problem. I'm coming home late and I'm hanging with a friend. Who the fuck <laughs> is this friend? Jerome nigga? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You better not then, fuck with my emotions tonight. And then it's like the pet. And then the like women be thinking they slick, but they be telling on themselves. They give you these whack ass details, like that kind of let you know some shit is going on. Oh, I'm in Jersey right now. What the fuck you doing in Jersey? Oh, I'm at a, I'm at a party in Jersey. Facts. Who you know in Jersey that you partying with? Like you wasn't. That's party- what I be saying. Son. <laughs> you wasn't doing I that can't before, do it, bro. Mm-mm. <laughs> I can't do it, son. I can't live. I can't deal with that level of anxiety, bro. That shit would stress me out. I'll be like, "Yo, who does she now?" You got to start thinking to yourself, "Who she know in Who she know in Jersey?" She never told me about a friend in Jersey. And yeah, why she don't got no friends out now? in Jersey. Why is she partying in Jersey? Like with yeah, a I friend, it, son. Right. I'm partying with a, a friend. friend in Jersey. All right, a son. friend in Jersey. Raul, fuck out of here. You and, and then Raul eleven o'clock she rocks. Eleven o'clock, she goes dark. You can't get a text back, and then you get a no text, text back. back. <laughs> you get the a text back. Morning. The next morning, talking about good morning. <laughs> How you doing today? How you feeling? <laughs> you got you, you slept good last night. <laughs> Who house you at? Stop fucking with me. Who house you at? Stop playing games. <laughs> Stop well, playing games. <laughs> Apparently, who's no longer playing games is Cardi B. As she has decided that it is time to get a divorce from Offset, she went on IG Live and she claims that it's not due to cheating rumors, but that they simply grew apart and that they argue about too much. So she's done with it. How do y'all, what's y'all reaction to that? And then we could talk about getting married young because I think she got married at 24, 23, 24. 
Um, yeah, she definitely got married young because Cardi is younger than all of us on this podcast. Um, Cardi's twenty six, I think. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Well, first and foremost, shout out to Cardi B for uh, coming to this conclusion on her own, and shout out to Cardi B for also clarifying the rumor situation about him cheating. Listen, at the end of the day, um, there's only there's only one person on this podcast that can actually you know really go into the depths of marriage and that's d-flow you know we know relationships are hard in general marriage is a whole nother ball game i think that in the case of cardi b and offset uh i mean we don't know about the inside but from the outside looking in it would appear that offset fucked up however i've been seeing a lot of people talk about um the way you get them is how you lose them. I've been seeing that a lot today. So I mm. don't know how he got her, but it looked like he losing her the same way. So listen, man, um, uh, offset, hold your head done. You be all right. Niggas go through this. You feel me? You know, get you some counseling. Um, probably abstain from sex for the next three months. You know, get your mind right. Um, and yeah, you know, try to come up with some fire music, you know, in terms of Cardi. Hey, listen, uh, you know, uh, you know, I know she wants full custody of her child, so that's gonna be tough. Um, so yeah. Um you know. That nigga's gonna be fucking. He is not abstaining from well, nothing. That nigga listen, I'm just trying to give my brother some advice. Okay? I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to give oh, my brother no. some advice. That to, nigga is fucking right now. I'm pretty I'm probably I'm pretty, getting his duck he getting his dick sucked as we're on the podcast, bro. At the I, very I no least, comment. this nigga is getting his dick sucked right now. I, I have no comment. <laughs> I have no But um yeah, I mean, I say it all the time. I think when it comes to people's marriages, it's very, very hard. A lot of people want to criticize Cardi. A lot of people want to criticize Offset. But unless you're in the marriage or around the marriage and you know what's what, what's going on, I think it's very, very hard to criticize. And we got to kind of stay out of people's relationships to some extent. But I would like to get the marriage uh, guru's take on what you think happened in this situation, Flo. Um, and by by no way I'm a marriage guru, my nigga. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here in front and be like, I I know it all and whatnot. I'm just nigga, in, nigga, in putting nigga, a you come, nigga, you, you you coming up on ten years real soon. Cut it out. A lot of our a lot yeah, of our man. listeners aren't married, so you're a guru to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, this year makes seven years. That's what I'm saying. But honestly. I I will say this, and I would say I got married at 25, so you know, and obviously for those who's been listening for a minute, know I've been I've been in my with my wife for this year makes 17 years. So for me, I look at it like this, and and in situations like this, is like Cardi and Offset didn't seem compatible from Jump Street. It seemed like a very convenient situation. And Cardi came, you got to look at what relationship she was coming out of to begin with. She was with a nigga in jail before that. So, you know, Cardi, Cardi seems to be more of a free spirit person, but she is, she does seem loyal to whoever she claims. You feel me? And um, Offset is just a, uh, I don't want to say a victim, but, you know, 
when you popping, you popping. You feel me? And when you're used to a certain lifestyle, you're used to a certain lifestyle. And we've said it multiple times. Not because you get with a celebrity means that it's all good. Like you might end up with that celebrity, but then you realize that she's just a regular chick too. You feel me? When she doesn't feel like being bothered, she doesn't feel like being bothered. You know, when she doesn't want to fuck, she doesn't want to fuck. I low-key think Offset actually has some sex addiction issues. So, you know, that's a, that's a real thing. As, as corny as it sounds, that's an that's actual rough. thing. So, um... I will yeah, add and, that and I, in terms do, of, mm-hmm. I do feel like it was very industry convenient when they got together. And I'm, that's what I'm, I'm not saying. one... I'm not one to, to speculate on if someone's marriage is real or not. I'm not saying that at all. Obviously, they had a daughter together. But I will say that it seemed very convenient for both of their careers uh, being on the same label that they got together when they did. Because it was like, yeah. like she was the hottest female that just came out. Migos was hot. Maybe they met at an industry event, you know, and that's how everything went forward. But it just did seem very convenient that they got together and it catapulted both of their careers at the time. It really did. It really did. I think I think that nigga Offset was into some shit like that. I think Offset is low key addicted to sex and he liked the freakiness. Cardi, the allure of Cardi B being freaky. Mm. You feel me? The allure of Cardi B sexuality. I think that that aroused him, and she liked the fact that Offset was always on her. So I think that's what happened right there. I don't doubt that they legitimately liked each other. I mean, you gotta like but each other to some compatible? extent to have a daughter. I was about to, to say you gotta extent, yeah, like, you gotta like each other. Come on. Yeah, it's for you to live together and and all that stuff. I just don't think they were compatible for marriage. Yeah. And getting married young, bro, like, people ask me all the time, like, oh, well, married young. But I've also been with my girl for mad long, so getting married didn't seem like a a hard decision to make. And and honestly, but, bro, I know it doesn't seem like it, but there is a difference between a 24-year-old and a 25-year-old. I, I, I know it sounds true. crazy. I know it sounds crazy. That is true. But that there is, true. is a difference between a 24-year-old and a 25-year-old. Like, I feel like... From 25 to, to 27, 28, you're probably, you're around the same. Obviously, you should be grown and maturing. But mm. 24 to like, I'll give up to 22, even though it's only like a two-year span. You're different. There's a lot of maturity from, that happens. Yeah, when you flip over to 25, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about hitting that quarter century. But when you hit 25, you kind of start to move a little differently. So you could definitely make a decision at 24 that you look back when you're 26 uh, about to be 27 and be like that wasn't the right move and i kind of feel like that's what happened here you don't know yourself yeah. it's very hard to get married young it it is i mean even for even for me it was still a hard decision to make but we were already living together so it was it didn't and we had a child already so all these things didn't really did all these things played a role as to why getting married seemed legit and making my decision to commit to this person for the rest of my life. Now, obviously, I think with with being a celebrity, it's harder. A hundred percent. Because you're at the prime in your career. You Niggas get and it chicks throwing system. themselves at you. Yeah, you got to get it out your system, man. If you don't get that shit out your system prior to marriage. You're going to fuck your shit up. Especially if you're a celebrity, you're going to yeah, fuck it up. you're going to fuck your shit up. 
because the allure the allure of fame is a much more addictive drug than love if you if you don't if you're if you haven't gotten it out your system yet that's why a lot of celebrities don't settle down until like in their late 30s because if you don't get it out your system you got to really work your way through the industry. You got to be in the industry a good 10 years to realize, like, all right, I'm over it now. Like, I've, I done had that fun, and I'm ready to settle down with a woman. And and if you notice... How mm, many parties are you being invited to? You're flying around the world. You're not really getting that family life. Like, you may get three yeah. to four months of chilling at home with your significant other. And even that is a blessing because, especially if you're both celebrities... You out, they out, touring the world at different times. Y'all come together when y'all come mm-hmm. together. It, that That's kind of hard. It is. And I, I, I'll say this, right? Look at Justin, Justin Bieber right now. Justin Bieber is married, settled down. But Justin been out since he was 15 or 14. You Facts. feel me? He didn't had the time to really run through the and industry. While out. And now that he's settled down, he's like, right, I'm good. I don't had my fun. I don't. I don't been out there. I don't toured the world. I don't did all this shit. Now I don't smash who I wanted like, to smash. All that. Yeah. Now he he's still with another celebrity wife too, because his wife I think is an actor. But she's but not. Still. But 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 she's not. Ju- ju- First of all, just to just to put it in perspective, and I was telling X, I must be very naive. I didn't know Justin Bieber was as big as that nigga is. Like he's a superstar. He's Justin like a megastar. Bieber, bro? Justin Bieber. Is he, oh, he's beyond. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like he's a star. star. Just, Justin Bieber is like top five stars in right. the world right now. And in, even though he's not relevant right, right now, young he's stars. Still top five. Yeah, he's still top five young stars in the industry. Because I'm just like by Justin I was looking at his there, video. Bro. The video I sent. I sent X the video. He got a new single, and I was like, Yo, this. First of all, all, all of his social media websites, YouTube. Any platform that he's on, the numbers is in the crazy millions. When you add all that Bro, up, that's like social media over a billion platform. people. Any, any social media platform or DSPs, any one of them, bro, he's top five. On Spotify, right now, he's not top five on Spotify because he doesn't put out no content. But if he puts out content, he's top five. He was top five on Instagram for a minute, like a good minute, too. I think like Ariana and them ended up outdoing him, but yeah, if you talk about Ariana's young superstars, up there. Ariana is uh, Ariana number one right now in terms of young superstar. Ariana is probably number one right now. I think one but of the Kardashians is, like number, is up there. Uh, Ky- the Kylie Kardashians. is up there. Kylie, Kylie is, I think, it, yeah. Kylie, I think, is number three. I think for the most followers, I think I think Kim is still number one. Then I think it's Kylie. I mean, then I think it's Ariana. Then it's Kylie. Then it's Yonce. Then I think it's Nikki. I can't remember who's like the top 10 on Instagram. But Justin is right up there, Joe. Justin has like close to 100 million followers. Like Justin Bieber is top five. Maybe top in terms of male, young male superstars. I still yeah. think he's number one. Um, I don't. I can't think of a bigger young superstar than Justin Bieber right now. Right. So apparently, he's a nigga named bigger. Lionel Messi is the top. Oh no, he's not top. This is top twenty. He's in the Kim Kardashian, Selena Gomez, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner has nine. I mean, one that one one hundred and ninety five million followers. Shit. 
The Rock has the most. Oh, now Ariana Grande has uh, two hundred and two million followers. Sheesh. So Ariana Grande. The Rock, is I, Ariana Grande is huge, bro. Yeah. Yeah, The Rock has a ridiculous amount too. Wait, one hundred and ninety-eight. The Rock, The million. Rock, like the wrestler, bro. The, the uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne yeah. Johnson. I read. Is huge I read right somewhere now, that he is one of the highest paid actors right now in the world. Like his his his, his yeah. like anytime he does a movie, it box office. Like he box office numbers. Of course. So all right. So this is the top uh, twenty. You got well. Yeah, the top 20. You got Katy Perry at 20. Okay. You got Miley Cyrus at 19. Nike is at 18. Uh, Khloe Kardashian is 17. Nicki Minaj is 16. Jennifer Lopez is 15. Uh, Kendall Jenner, 14. Taylor Swift, 13. Uh, Namar. Neymar, I don't know who that is. He's a looks like a baseball player. A football player? Uh, probably a football player. Yeah, he's a yeah. I think he's a football player. Uh Neymar Jr. Player. Uh National Geographic is at eleven. Interesting. That's interesting. Justin Bieber, number ten. Mm. Beyonce's number nine. Uh Lionel Messi is eight. Another Kim soccer Kardashian. player, wow. Yeah, Kardashian is seven. Kim Kardashian is seven. Uh, six is Selena Gomez. Kylie Jenner is is five. Um, the Rock is four. Ariana Grande is three. Oh. Cristiano uh, Ronaldo is two. Ronaldo! Soccer player. Well, you know, you know, soccer is huge in in in, in Europe and South America. Ronaldo, D Flow, you know, niggas love Ronaldo. Of course, where we grew up on that nigga. <laughs> niggas love and him. Num- number one is Instagram itself. Wait, Instagram? Is suspect. Oh, that bitch. Oh yeah. shit! Instagram you have to follow is Instagram when you join Instagram, bro. <laughs> so, um, so those are the top twenty. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, when you when you imagine that, bro. Imagine that you have two hundred and two million followers, and half these niggas is in your inbox. You know, half of the niggas that are in your inbox, you might find yourself attracted to. And this is you're twenty five years old, but you're you're committing to one person for the rest of your life. Um. And you you got other celebrities probably DMing you and asking you crazy shit and and you're meeting them and you're going to these parties and drugs and alcohol Bro, can have, sometimes be involved. If you have a million followers, it's hard to commit, my nigga. You got a million followers, you and you popping and you a a, a a dapper nigga, son. Bro, you got at least at least a hundred DMs talking about anytime you're ready, I'll swallow your kids. Clean. What? Clean. And you have a shorty at home talking about you ain't trying to bust it open tonight because you got a headache. All right, clean. <laughs> it's not the sound. It's not the you know make it sound bad like that, but this is the reality. Now you're gonna sit there and think to yourself, "Damn, son, shorty got that throat action tonight." And or wifey don't even want to fuck. You can't even see wifey because wifey is in Texas and you in Spain. 
and you got and a Spain. bad red hot chili pepper in your face talking about caliente. Caliente. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do tonight, anything, put it anywhere. And you try to FaceTime your wife just to kind of get your mind over. She's talking about, I'm busy right now. I hope. Hey, hey, and shit can go left real quick. You know shit can I mean? go left super quick, bro. <laughs> Not even real quick. That shit, that shit, the toss of a fucking nickel, bro. That shit go left super fast. This shit is going left. So, fellas, do y'all think they're gonna work this out, or do you think it's over for? Nah, it's it's it's, it's, nah, it's, it's clipped. It's over. Yeah, yeah, it's over. It's yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's it's clipped. <laughs> yeah, I think right. it's over, bro. They that 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 it's it's it they, it served its purpose i'm gonna say that i was about to say it served its purpose it's it's run its course the other thing i was gonna say is that uh wap is cardi b's biggest hit of her career the numbers on youtube i think is like 800 something 890 something million views the shit is mm. already yeah. oh sh- that's WAP, fast. bro wap numbers is retarded bro WAP. <laughs> Why are you saying WAP? Oh, it's it's WAP. Yes, niggas over here saying WAP. Well, bitch is about to kill you in the comments, bro. <laughs> technically, technically, it should be WAP because WAP would be W O P. Not necessarily. Well, swap, swap is is spelled like that. Here we go. Here we go. Swap. Is spelled with an A, but we, we're not gonna swap. We're not Who says swap. I've Nobody never heard swap, swap a day in my we're life. We're not gonna do this. <laughs> Nobody has ever said swap a day in my life. We're I've not gonna do ebonics on the on, on the podcast. We're not doing ebonics. Fuck you, done. We're not doing it. Said swap. Swap. We're not doing it. Okay. Swap. But yeah, they're not. They're, they're not. They're not working it out. I agree with D Flow. They serve this purpose. This record was uh, Cardi B's biggest record of her career to date. Um. And the more the moral of the story is this. I don't think right now, my opinion, Offset is even the type of nigga that would actually want to fight for the marriage. Me personally, Cardi's already over it. Is there anything to salvage? You already got a kid out of it. Move on. You got a kid. Move on. That's me. I'm going to say this too. I think that this marriage was probably a victim of COVID. They had to stay in that house together for a period of time. And they learned they a lot about each to. other. And they definitely probably figured some things out about their compatibility that they were not aware of beforehand. So uh, they they were torn. Like we said, they were torn before. And at least for a period of time, they had to stay in the house. And then that's when we saw all of the the videos of, ooh, we got a gun range. Ooh, we got this. Ooh, we got that. Now that kind of puts that into perspective for me that maybe they were trying to find ways to to get together and bond and relate to one another with let's get a gun range or let's get let's do this to the house. Maybe just being together with one another was not it. And and all those things that they were flexing about, you see her on his lap and all these different things was them really trying to get this marriage back on course. Everything with hindsight, 2020 vision. All puns intended. Um, Mulatto, though, Mulatto is out here looking like she's trying to take over the game. I reposted next. her. We- I reposted her. Uh, I think two days ago. The, yo, I didn't even know she could spit like that. I was like, God damn. 
What do we? Uh, I don't even know who who that is. She's, she's next. Uh, she's next. She's she was in uh, the XXL class, double XL class this year. Um, one of the one of the hot new artists coming out. Um, she's kind of like a mix of, like a I would say like in between a Meg and a a like a spitter spitter, like some someone like Tiara Wack. I think she's like in between oh, okay. those two. So she can go the city girls route, but she can spit and you can actually hear everything she's saying like a Tiara Wack. She has so, bars, D Flow. Trust oh, okay. me. She has she got bars. I was like, whoa. Oh god damn. And yeah. And she's beautiful. She's a white girl, obviously. Right? No, she's a, talking she's about a the black white girl. girl. She's light skinned. The light skin, like the light skin, light skin black girl on the cover. I'm not looking at the cover right now, but that would probably be her. I think they don't have they don't have that many women on on that um cover to, on the cover this year. I think they had like two or three. It was her. It was her. Um, the big girl that I fuck with. I can't remember her the big girl name. I fuck with her Let though. She she had she makes some dope music like neo soul music. Um, I can't remember her name right now. But let me look. I, at I this mean cover. that's dope. I mean that's dope. Uh, well, um, shit. I'd be wrong. They had about three. Girls on the cover. Uh, wait, is this no? This is 2019. All right, hold up. Let me see if I can find 2020 real quick. Um, I think this is 2020. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover now. Um, yeah, this is 2020. Yeah, she's in the red. She's in the red uh, dress on the side. On the side, yep. That's exactly who I'm looking at. Yeah. Yo, they have no chicks um, on this. They have one chick, Chica, I guess. Chica, Chica, Chica is fire. Chica, what's her name? Yeah, Chica, Chica is, fire, is bro. fire, son. Chica is fire. Chica I saw a video of Chica fire. the other day, and I was like, yo, she's killing this shit. Chica yeah, can wrap nice. her fucking ass off. I'm like, whoa. And sing, bro. Like her, she has a nice near soul voice, bro. Chica is nice. Yeah, Chica, yeah, Chica is fire. I, I, I respect I'm that. looking forward to seeing way more from Chica um, in the upcoming upcoming you know years to come i think she's gonna be a Facts. staple if if the industry puts put some real money and and stuff behind i think, her, they, which will. I think they will because she was definitely that, that she, erica badu that erica badu realm i think she's gonna she was on jimmy fallon she was on jimmy fallon and i think i think hip-hop is looking for their version of lizzo not to go down that route because it seems kind of corny but unfortunately the industry actually works in that way they saw it work in the pop realm with Lizzo, and now they want to see if they can transfer the same formula into uh, into our, I mean, into hip hop. Um, so okay, I can see them. I can see them putting some money behind. But Mulatto, Mulatto's nice too. I'm not even gonna hold you. I could see her kind of rising in the ranks. And you know, everybody's been quiet. Meg, Cardi, Nicki, everybody's done a little feature here and there. But if they stay quiet a little bit longer, I could see by the end of fourth quarter, we see Mulatto kind of being spoken about a lot more. Personally, for yeah, me, she just needs a, she just I, needs another big hit. Yeah, I don't know how D Flow feels about this. Personally, for me, I feel like the competition aspect when it comes to women in hip hop is dead right now. I don't feel like they're competing. I feel like they're. It's a whole bunch of collaborations. It's a whole bunch of, 
you know, every once in a while, a, a, a few sneak dissing, but it ain't no, yo, I'm dropping bangers on your head. There's only one nigga in hip-hop that's still keeping the competitive shit alive, and he's not even fighting nobody no more. Is this nigga Aubrey Graham. The chicks is chilling right now. Nobody's, like, going, like, yo, I'm about to go in the booth and make the most timeless music ever. I want to, I wanna, every summer I'm killing niggas. Every summer. I think that's what they wanted, though, is women are oftentimes put against each other. So I think I think it's kind of a good thing to see that the women in the industry... First of all, the women in the industry are killing the niggas right now. No, 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 no. They are. But I don't feel like the friendly competitiveness that we know hip-hop is, what it was birthed on. Well, I think when it comes to women, it's never been on a friendly thing. It's always been on a, this chick is better than you, what you going to do about it? So I think... That we're in a time right now where the women are kind of trying to stay away from that. And Meg, I think Meg is a very positive person to have in hip-hop right now. She's kind of, since she's like the hottest new star, she's kind of keeping the peace because she's like, yo, I'm working with everybody. If she was to have picked sides between Cardi and Nicki, you would probably see a little bit more of that. Like, we going at each other's head top. But because... The focus is on Meg right now, and Meg is more of a like, yo, I just love everybody, and I'm just trying to get along with everybody. We're not going to see that energy. And you got city girls who are not really spitter spitters like that to even want to get into a, a back and forth battle with somebody. Nikki is happy and content with her family life. So all these things, I think, kind of matter. Cardi is not really, she got her own things to worry about, clearly. Um... So I think we're just not in that space where they're they're trying to even do that, which I think is nice. I mean, we already had the Foxy Brown Little Kim beefs back in the day. It's kind of nice to see them collaborate and and be cool with one another. I just I just it, I just thought of something you said. Yo, I didn't fucking realize this until this nigga X just said it, D Flow. Mm. Megan took both summers, bro. She took summer last year and this year, bro. Yep. Hot girl with summer both last of the, year and then I, this that, summer. It just clicked. With the two women that were beefing with With the with two women that was beefing. Yep. Yo. Meg, Meg killed it, bro. Meg, mm. Meg is officially the hottest female rapper in the game. Meg is that, okay. That is I got to give it to her. She's not the biggest, but she's, she's the hottest for sure. Wow. Not the biggest, but the hottest. Yeah, yeah. She's not the hottest, biggest, but she's definitely the not the biggest. Yeah. That. Yeah, she's definitely that. the hottest. Not the biggest, but she's definitely wow. the hottest. We have some breaking news I could uh, before we even we can move on. So a judge has denied Bobby Schmurder parole after six years in prison. Wait, what? So Dang, they son. have denied his parole. He was supposed to. It, well, his hearing was today and everybody thought that he would be let out. And the judge says that ain't it. Oh, you shit. Some more chief. time in jail. Oh Damn, bro. shit! It's really crazy. Keep your head up, man. Yo, the really, it's a crazy misstep in this time, in this timing, in this era. Yeah, for them to niggas do that, gonna turn up. Wild. Yeah, the whole GS now about to turn up now. God damn. I hope not. All right, let's I get it. Not too, man. Let's get into this nigga who continues to make the news, Kanye West. So. We were blessed with another Twitter storm by Kanye West this week. Almost every damn day, the, <laughs> almost every day last week, my man put out a tweet about something. Um, 
But I'll be honest, the stuff that he was saying about the record labels and his contract, I don't have an issue with. He's still crazy. I don't. I, I see a lot of people trying to say, oh, nah, Kanye's back or nah, Kanye's never been talking wild stuff. Y'all must have forgot all the Trump support he was doing just three months ago. Oh, now he's still doing with his fake run that he's he's uh, attempting with for the White House. But he ain't off the crazy train for me. But what he was saying about labels and about the music business and his contract, I think was pretty spot on. How y'all felt about Mr. West this week? Yeah, the Twitter rants uh, to me made perfect sense. Um, I feel like out of the the 10 slides that I saw, because he had some great points and he went, so he didn't just write point, he went into the broke them down and why it actually should be. And so the way that I read it, Kanye is a huge advocate for artists owning their shit. Again, guys, we talked about ownership last week uh, via the Joe Budden podcast, and and we were and we were discussing you know the whole back and forth with Joe and Charlemagne, and then you know Joe Budden and his grievances with you know parting ways officially with Spotify. But I think at the end of the day, any artist, it doesn't matter what genre of music or art form, any artistic expression, I'm gonna say that any artistic. Artists should own at least bare minimum 90, 95, if you can, 100% of their shit. We, we have to learn how to cut out the middleman. And I feel like because we're in 2020, 2020 has not, if it hasn't already, will produce the most innovative entrepreneurs we have ever seen in this entire life. We're going to see some people do some great shit in the next 10, 20, 50 years because of what happened this year. Mark my words. And it's, and it's, and it's going to be because of rants like Kanye West's that's going to inspire people to take what he's saying. Literally, somebody right now probably read that tweet, bro, and was like, you know what? I'm about to start a whole organization based off what he said. And I'm gonna I'm gonna carry out his plan. Kanye may, may not be the guy to do it because he's fucking crazy, but I'm gonna do it because I believe in what he said. He may be crazy, but I'm inspired by what he said. I'm gonna agree to some extent. Um, I definitely agree that depending on the type of artist you are, you should own your stuff. At some point, I think all artists should, but I don't want to discredit. The idea of a label finding you when you don't have that much followership and your music isn't popping, but they see that you have talent and them investing in you, uh, which typically represents itself as a 360 deal. But those deals are important, too, because we wouldn't have a lot of we wouldn't have Paramore if it wasn't for a 360 deal. And Paramore is pretty popping out here. Um, And so. I think it's about the terms, though, right? How long are you signing on to? Uh, how long are you signing on to a contract like that? And which I and how much money are you getting per term? Like, what, what's the breakdown? I what I, what I will say, and I think X was about to I was about to get into it. Three sixty deals have to be there because there's talented people who don't have the financial support. So, what I think Kanye was. What I think Kanye should have also stated is that it depends where the label meets you in your career. If you're talented, no following, no real marketing strategy, but you have the talent to make great songs, 
you're not going to get an ideal deal. You're not going to get an ideal record deal. You're going to get a record deal that's more so in the favor of the record label because they're the ones that has to take the risk to put you out and market you to be likable. So you have to be very realistic about that. At the end of the day, we're all businessmen. I'm not going to bring an artist on and spend thousands of dollars and don't have no idea how I'm going to recoup my money. That's not how right. this is going to work. Like we're, I'm not going to put a million, pump a million either. dollars. I'm not going to pump a million dollars into a, a unproven concept. An unproven concept. And I think what I don't know if I can make a million back. And I think a lot of artists fail to realize that. A lot of artists go, think about it, bro. You sign to a record deal. This thing was right now. You go and you sign a deal with Universal Records. What's your current following? They're like, yo, you know somebody, at, let's say, let's say I'm an A&R at Universal. Me, personally, D-Flow. You know me and my brother. I'm like, yo, distinguished. You're an immensely talented dude, bro. I'm going to get you a deal. You're going to be like, all right, bro, bet. And I'm going to be like, yo, I just want you to focus on music, bro. I don't want you to work. I don't want you to do none of that. Obviously, you're going to need an advance. So I'm going to be like, you know what, bro? I'm going to give you, I'm going to make sure you get a $250,000 advance. Boom. That's your advance right there. Now, the label is going to be like, well, he's mad talented. This We did a project. The project sounds fire. Bear hits. The label is like, all right, he has no following. In order for us to get him to actually compete with a Chris Brown or with a with whoever is hot right now, if, imagine you're competing for the same slot with fucking little baby or the baby. Now we're competing for that same radio space, which means we gotta pump way more money to make sure that these DJs and the radio stations give you that shot for audiences to be like. Holy shit, who is this cat distinguished? He's mad fire. We want to hear him instead of little baby right now. Now they pump a million dollars into your promotion. Now you're 1.25 mil in the in the red. You haven't sold a record yet. But you're 1.25 million dollars in debt. You already have the, the guarantee label. a platinum record at this point. At this point, the record does gold. Let's just say that the record goes gold. Now you're sitting there like, yo, I have a gold record, but you ain't get a, you ain't receive a royalty check yet. You feel me? And that's not because the record isn't doing good. You're in the red. They don't pump all this money into you. You're not going to get a check. You can't be upset. You can't be mad. Now what the label has to do is, I'm going to put it in layman terms, pimp you out. They got to license your record to some movies. They got to do certain underhanded, what they call blanketed deals in order to recoup their money. And that's interest, too. So what I do agree with Kanye West is the 75% interest because most labels want to recoup 50 to 75% interest on whatever money they spend on you, which is ridiculous. So on top of that 1.25 mil, let's say it's a 50% interest clause on that shit. You're looking at an additional $650,000 on top of the 1.25. Now you're at $1.9 million before you start to actually receive your split cut with the label. So even if you had an ideal split, which would be maybe a 60-40 or a 70-30, 
you're still not getting that until the label clears that 1.9. And that's why the label then, often tries to own the masters is because the masters are what exactly. is going to get the money back because then they can license your masters out. If they're busy trying to split it 50-50 with you, it takes them longer to get their money back, which longer. is why they try to own the shit outright and don't let you have a hit because that hit will be paying the label's bills for the next 10 years. So they want to they want to own that as well as <laughs> as long as they own that shit. Um, but as long as it, they, they have that, they have ownership of the masters. They putting it in movies, commercials, yep. TV for forever. Like pump it up. See what pump it up is still popping. It's still doing it. But you see what I agree with Kanye is that Kanye is saying don't do blanket deals. Do the deal where you might have to own the masses until you recoup your investment. But after you recoup your investment, get them shits let over. Let the split. Give them shits back. You feel me? That's it. Give it back and let's go back to the original split. And at that point, you get a reduced cut of my publishing. It's it's we so be tricky because it's like if I financed your whole career, if I paid for your studio time, if I paid for the equipment, if I paid for the mixing, I paid for the ma- mastering, but you are the talent. I I I don't know if I if I should ask for some form of ownership cuz were you going to give me uh all of the lights if I didn't pay for it? Now granted, I know Kanye mostly finance a lot of aspects of his work, but I'm talking from the aspect of if I'm a label and I did pay for the the best recording studio, the best mix, the best master, what is my part in terms of ownership regarding? Yes, you are the talent. You came up with the song. You came up with with all of the aspects that obviously made it a, a top billboard charting piece of art, but what is... Because if I go and I give somebody a loan and from the loan they go and they, they get a house and then they rent the house out and now they didn't made all the money back. But then I'm like, nah, you can own and you can have all the money. Nobody's doing that. So like in that perspective that I agree, I think that it has to at least be a, um, a, 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 a split that makes sense for the artist. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to the whole totality, you really got to negotiate and be again. It's about what you're coming to the label with. If I'm coming to the label with one point five million uh, followers and I'm like, yo, I just need distri- distribution from y'all. That's it. I need y'all to distribute and I need y'all to advertise. Y'all not getting these masters. Y'all going to have to negotiate with me. <laughs> you're that not I getting these masters because you're buying into my brand at this moment. See, that's the difference. If you have to create my brand for me, that's different. But if you're buying into a brand that I've established already, you have no bargaining rights. It's whatever I choose to give you. You feel me? That's how I look at it. And the biggest part of all of that rent that he put up that I agree with the most out of all that shit, make the fucking contracts English, my nigga. Make the contracts readable. Why the fuck? And, and it's like, we all, we all three of us here dabble with contracts. And we know how sometimes the way how the English language works, a specific term could be interpreted several different ways depending on the context of what it's being applied to. So, 
specifically mm. when you start using words niggas don't use every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Make the contracts layman term, as they would say. Make it simplistic enough, straightforward, that even an uneducated artist who might not have the caliber of education to sit there and still be able to read through the contract and have some level of comprehension to decipher what they're getting themselves into. And a lot of so, artists are bullied into record, into record deals. We're not even going to get into that, how a lot of them are pressured to sign contracts without properly reading it in the fucking first place. I mean, like, come on. If I'm a fucking kid from the hood... I haven't seen two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Let alone my family has not seen. I don't know nobody in the hood that got that money, but drug dealers. And you're mm-hmm. telling me, y'all, I'm gonna give you two fifty right now. Um, we're gonna take you out the hood. You about to be touring, um, and that's what's gonna happen. You down? Of course, as an artist that probably was working at McDonald's the day before. Making fifteen dollars an hour, I'm gonna be like two fifty. Meanwhile, like we spoke about before, the label is projecting that they're gonna make three mil off of this, and nice. they're gonna own my masters, which is gonna give them an additional five mil over ten years. Um, mm-hmm. And they own my likeness because I didn't read the contract appropriately, and it said that they own my likeness. So anytime I do a commercial. Or I do anything for anybody else, they getting a cut of that. If I put out a merch, I put out merch with my face on it. I gotta negotiate twenty percent with these niggas. Like it gets, it gets kind of crazy, especially if you've never seen anything like that before. And even for us, right? Like we're we're a bit more, like I said, we're a bit more privy to these things. So, but for the even for us, even for one of us right now, a contract gets presented to us right now. Saying I we each get read. a mill for the we podcast. We each get a mill. I still <laughs> I can't sign that contract right then and there, because that first read through is just going to be gibberish. All I'm going to look for is what's the split, how much publishing am I getting, who owns who owns my um who's getting the the copyright and the trademarks, and that's about it. You're not looking through all of the extra rights that you got to go through. You're not looking at who takes mechanical, who takes neighboring, who takes publishing, who shares the sound exchange, who's going to collect my um my PRO, who's going to take my worldwide royalties, which countries am I which countries are collecting certain royalties for me? What about the extra 200 platforms that I'm registered on besides Apple, Google, Spotify and all these because all of them Amazon have their own Music. Splits. You're not looking at none of that shit. And who and how much so are they when, paying for the exactly. paying out each time? Each time. You're not looking at none of that. Them and, and like Kanye said it too, is like, what happened to the other distribution? What happened to the other DSPs? All we see is the major ones. How what if what if the DSP that's um that's in Bangladesh that, that that's really rocking out there. My record is doing really well there. What happened to the royalties from that? You wouldn't know that unless you went to your sound exchange and checked it. But if you don't know about that, you would never collect that royalty because they won't tell you that you got to sign up for a song. They won't tell you that you got to look up your song trust. Meanwhile, the label knows about that. You feel I me? Mean? These are the things that artists aren't aware of unless you do the research. And you ask or the questions. Won't, you won't know how to... Who, 
Who do you contact at Nielsen to find these shits out? What happened to the radio? Like, nobody knows these things unless you really And honestly, And honestly, some of it won't matter if I am a starving kid from the hood and I see on a piece of paper, you're going to get $2 million. And on top of that, that fact. I don't have money to have a lawyer look at this shit. So I either have to take the labels lawyer who is not going to do right by me, or I'm Facts. just going to be so wide-eyed at $2 million, not looking at all the other shit. And that's essentially part of the bullying is like, yo, what type of lifestyle are they living right now? Oh, they in the projects. Families bringing in 25K a year. All right, cool. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to present them with half a million. And I doubt they'll say no to that. And with Facts. within that... What do you think that that song is already blowing up in the street? How many listens already got? It already got a hundred thousand listens with no promotion. All right, so we projecting we could we could make two mil off of this song. So present him with half a mil. We're gonna make two mil easily, and then let him know that we're gonna have this like in this contract. Make sure we get the likeness. We're gonna do merch. We don't know if he's gonna do another single like this again. So merch tour, all of that. We're gonna make sure that we all own that. every aspect of it. Um, because we got to make this two mil and more back. So let's see if we can let's see if we can make a good five mil off of this kid and give him five hundred thousand. And and that's really Easy. what's happening where a lot of people just don't understand. But let's go through his his quote unquote new record and publishing deal guidelines. So he says number one, the artist owns the copyright in the recordings and songs and leases them to the record label publisher for a limited term. One-year deals. I fucks with that. I fucks with the one-year deal aspect of things. I think being able to revisit after a year for an artist is kind of important because the artist can see, we can all project that the, the song is going to do well, but then what happens when the song does really well? And, and you're telling and me... Before you, go, before you go even further, X, I, I want to make this very clear. There's these tweets and these rants that Kanye went on with. These are for more of the seasoned artists, people who know how to copyright 100%. register. You're you can't be a you can't be green at it and think you could approach this situation. This is for more the seasoned artists, the veterans who's been. This is for in the artists and know that have. This. this is for artists who have at minimum a hundred thousand followers. And 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 average like two hundred thousand views on their videos and on their music. If you're not making them type of numbers, then don't even worry about it. <laughs> this ain't this Facts. ain't for you yet. If you got ten k and under, don't even worry about it. Like you you still got to work on your likeness, or the label is definitely hitting you with a development deal, um, and they are going to make sure that they're getting money. You don't have the leverage to to really negotiate much you don't have the leverage to tell them no i'm owning everything they'll just say okay good night and go to the next starving kid that is willing to take the deal so facts um unfortunately that's really where we are with it um number two the record label publisher is a service provider that receives uh, a share of the income of the limited term the split can be 80 20 in the artist's favor I agree with that. I agree with how he's positioning the label. 
because that's really what they're doing. But uh, again, like you said, this is for seasoned artists who are more interested in financing the recording process, the production process in general of putting a song together. If you're not able to do that, mm-hmm. then this shit doesn't apply to you. Because again, I'm not going to be the if you, yeah, I'm not going to be a label paying for everything and then giving you eighty percent of giving you the, the finished product. Yeah. So um, once again, this is for the seasoned artists who could pay for their videos, pay for their studio time, and pay for their beats. And make sure it gets mixed and mastered. Continue it. Clean. Uh, number three, dependence. Artists must be dependent on no one but themselves to manage their catalog. You should need no one else to understand the business that you're in. Four, lawyers. The first thing that changes about record deals is actually lawyers. We need plain English contracts a lawyer's role is to improve deals not charge for contacts we cannot contracts we cannot understand or track rewrite deals to be understandable from first read uh number five equity and blanket licenses are the majority of the future new income if you're with a major you have invested your songs as shares in their power to get equity and deals almost all new deals now are based on all songs going to a store or app, the equity is the artist. No more blanket licenses. It should be clear from day one what shares you get now and when you leave. If your song helps a deal over the line, you're invested in that store, app, uh, same as they did. So basically he's saying you should get a share or investment um, in particular instances with your music being invested in certain stores. Uh, UMG now has a 2.2 billion sharehold stake in Spotify. This is the artist. This system as I think he meant has. Wait, I don't know what he meant here. This system, something we get share balances on our royalty statement uh, needs to be created and a system on when artists can cash in. Five advances are just loans. An artist re-signing these need and artists re-signing these need to stop advances alone with 75 percent interest rate or worse no other business in the world takes a look at the business buy shares starts to profit when when it profits companies have to buy into you not loan you uh six royalties again back to dependence you need a business manager to read how you did so pay to see your money no more royalty portals need to show and do not now uh, every song you delivered, every store you are in, how many streams per song, income per song. So basically what he's saying is you no longer should need a person to tell you what your songs are doing. There should just be an internet portal where you could check in and you can look at the numbers yourself. Um, it sounds basic and logical, but it does not exist. The focus on top earners and zero look at the 440 stores only the top few artists are global. That's why their contract territory said global. Royalty department in every label. Uh, no separating finance teams from the music. Uh, seven portals are not just for royalties. They are for your entire business. Every audio file, every asset, every deal stored with the money. Money and music must stay together when your term ends. Download it and leave. Uh, and then basically he just talks about uh, Unity, and he says the five pillars in music are recording, publishing, touring, merchandise, and name and likeness. So those 
I would say everybody just needs to be aware of those five as streams of income as an artist. So yeah, um, it's pretty much on point. Let's get into Nicki Minaj. So Nicki won her lawsuit with Tracy Chapman, and Tracy basically was suing Nicki because there was a song that had a Tracy Chapman uh, sample in it, and Funkmaster Flex played the song on the radio. But the sample never got cleared. So Tracy tried to sue Nikki for the song. However, there were huge implications with this because then you're basically saying, well, if I have if I'm not aware of this and if anybody who does uh, any type of playing anything that has to do with me without my permission or anything like that, that will give you the right to sue me. And there's just so many gray areas where this exists, where artists could get sued crazy, where the average everyday person could get sued crazy. So uh, shout out to Nikki for winning that. And so far, that means the status quo will stay the same. So Pastor Rick Owens says that he wants Christians to prepare, prepare for a civil war between Christians and Black Lives Matter. Um. So my question regarding this is, let us talk about black people's very complicated relationship with Christianity. Because clearly he's separating black people from being Christians in this tweet. What do y'all have to say? Oh, man. Man, Christianity, I don't want to, I'm going to just say Christianity was forced on us. It's not a religion we as black people identified with from Jump Street. Um, it's a religion that was kind of forced on us, and we, we kind of just had to do it and blend into it through, especially with African-Americans. So with African-Americans, it was definitely... Um, um, that's, that's something that was kind of forced on us during slavery. So... It wasn't something that we were doing in Africa, at least at least not as far as historical artifacts go. So um, there, there was there was yeah, Christianity. I think there's, in, there's always been a e- divide because it wasn't ours to begin with. There there was Christianity in Ethiopia, uh, early century Ethiopia that predates uh, some uh, of the other African traditions. So there was a form of it, but. There also were a lot of other religions being practiced for which were stripped of those people who were practicing them. So, but go ahead. Well, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, as far as as far as my knowledge goes, it wasn't a popular religion. Like as far as as far as a religion that was highly practiced throughout that time frame amongst Africans. So, um. To me, it was more of a religion that was forced on us when, when we when we when we were brought over here as slaves, and you know it was one of those if you don't participate in it, it was probably the only free time you got outside of working. So people, you know, it became a part of what we consider as a tradition, and everybody kind of adapted to it. But yeah, I mean, it was never ours to begin with. So yeah. 
that that's that's my take on that right there. So you know, it, people have to realize that the religion was set up in a way that it wasn't meant to benefit us. So you know, if anything, it brainwashed us more than anything else. But that's a conversation for a different time. Distinguish. I feel like the church is worried about the wrong thing. End quote. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, this is one of the most ignorant things I've I've seen in a long time. Um, Black Lives Matter is not a threat to Christians. I don't I don't even know why I'm even having to clarify that. But uh, in fact, a large majority of Black folk identify as Christian. So, what is really the purpose? Of it, I just feel like a lot of institutions are showing themselves to be what they really are. Like Flo said, uh, there are a lot of slaves where Christianity was forced upon them. There is a there is a history of Christianity being in Africa. I wanted to clarify that because there is, um, particularly in Ethiopia, if I am not mistaken, but. A lot of Africans that came over here were indoctrinated into Christianity. So with all of that being said, I just don't understand. I mean, it's it's clear as day. A lot of people have been trying to act like the country has been past racism and all of this uproar is just somewhat, quote unquote, unnecessary. But the reality of the situation is it is very much necessary because you have a lot of people saying things and they don't even realize what they're saying. By you saying Christians need to gear up for a civil war against uh, Black Lives Matter, you're essentially saying Christianity is only for white people. And every time much. people tell you like, yo, you know that white Jesus is nothing but another form of oppression. You get mad at it talking about now they're trying to take our Jesus but when you say things like you got to gear up against the Black Lives Matter people if you're a Christian, then you're telling me that the the archetype of Jesus that you have been promoting was used as another tool of oppression because you're saying this religion belongs to white people. So and that falls right into everybody's fear that, yo, Christianity was forced on people. And is it something that really naturally comes to people who have African descent uh, because the way it's it's been preached and taught definitely is not derived from the historical artifacts of what Jesus looked like, what anybody in that uh, area and region looked like. So you have to ask yourself, why the switch? Some people say it was just a, a artistic thing as one of the monarchs at the time was uh, depicting Jesus in the form of his son. Um, but I'm sorry, I think it's a little bit, at least the perpetuation of it is a little bit more devious than that. Um, it has to be, bro. Like, And it's wild that that's the, the mentality of it because at the same time, if that is the case and it was an artistic depiction, why is it still being used then? Right. Why is it the global phenomenon that it is right now? 100%. It's not even just localized; it's global. 
It's it's global. You go anywhere and you will see Jesus in the world. white and blue eyes. Facts. Anywhere you go. <laughs> Almost as if though it was branded to be that way, if you think about it. That's the earliest form of marketing, my friend. <laughs> Clean. <laughs> so just always keep that in mind. It's not, not some of these things you could you we, we tend to think it's just by chance, but a lot of these things was done on purpose. And the more we think about it, the more we start to realize that is a, like you said, a little bit of a devious, a devious, um, a devious purpose behind it. So, you know, unfortunately, like we said, 2020 has brought out a lot of, uh, if it hasn't done anything else, it has challenged what our core beliefs are clean and what we've been told growing up. Distinguish. What would you do? If uh someone that you were dating spent the night out and came back the next morning but did not give you an explanation. Personally, I would tell them to keep the same energy. What does that mean to you? <laughs> the way that they did that, have that same type of I don't have to explain shit moving forward. Mm. So don't expect me to be asking about some shit that you thought you didn't have to explain because I'm not going to be asking shit. And then when I get to a point where I want to say something, don't get mad. Don't get mad. Flo, Flo, what about you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that type of nigga to be able to keep no fucking energy. You're going to have to come with a full billing receipt, bitch. (laughs) I ain't doing none of that. You're going to have to fully explain yourself unless you want me to start doing that too. And I don't have to explain myself. And I would, I wouldn't want that in a relationship. So if you dip and you think you can spend the night out, you, you don't answer my calls and you come home the next morning talking about, Hey babe, don't Hey babe me ho. <laughs> Fuck is you talking about? Where you been? What you've been doing all night? That- I was out with my friends. Eat a dick. What you talking about eating? I was my friends all night. She, what you she doing probably all did night? eat a dick. Probably did. I'm good, sir. I am and good. Then, that sir. level that, of anxiety is not. Yeah, I'm not built for that. I'm not built for that level of anxiety. I'm sorry. I think I'm, I'm built for that. that. I, I think I'm built for that. I can't, bro. Honestly, I'm, I'm being a hundred percent truthful right now. If my woman leaves the crib to go out and she doesn't come home, and it's the next morning and she's not home yet. I'm calling the police. And there's no explanation. Um, and there's no, I'm talking about no phone calls. No, no text message. No no text message. No, hey, babe, I'm good. I'm going to be home in a bit. It's not that I'm tracking her movements or that she has a curfew. It's the fact of, at the end of the day, you're not a single person no yeah, more. Yeah, if we're in a relationship like, and we like, live together... And you go missing for the whole night. You leave out at 5 p.m. talking about you going to Tracy's house. And you don't come back until 10 a.m. the next day talking about some, hey, babe. And I'm like, yo, I was worried. I couldn't get in contact with you. Where you been? I was at Tracy's house. I told you. Nah, we not doing that. (laughs) We're not doing that. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to do it. We're not doing that. And you know what's funny it. about it though? I see. I, this brings up a great conversation about a lot of people who be like, "Oh, I'm in a relationship." It's not that you have a curfew. 
it's the it's the courtesy communication of letting your partner know what's going on. At the end of the day, we don't if if my wife leaves out the crib and she doesn't come back home all night, I'm low key worried. I don't know what might have happened to her. Nah, communicate you know communication I mean? is key in a situation like that. Communication is key. Like I, I, I require simple things. Like I don't care what you're doing. Text me when you're leaving. Hey babe, I'm on my way home. I bet at least I know you're safe. Or hey babe, you know I, I, mean? I got a flat. I think I'ma stay at Tracy's. At Tracy's. Uh, until uh, at least tomorrow morning. Um, or you could come pick me up or whatever the case. Maybe you guys got oh, one car. Bro, <laughs> like, even, even, if, even if things got wild, bro, let's say I would expect Tracy to text me and be like, yo, D, Tiff got drunk, to, Tiff got drunk tonight, bro. She passed out. I'm gonna let, she's going to crash here for tonight. I would have still been okay yeah, with that. Right, at least cool. I know she's safe. And I'm going to still be tight and be like, yo, you got drunk last night? What the fuck was y'all doing? But you know, I respect it that I'm at least aware of where you are and that you're safe. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I'm not with I'm not with all that. No, nah, I can't, I can't yeah, do that. Yeah, brothers is built different and it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. We heard you the three yo, times you, you said you built for it. You're not you built for you it either. It, bro. <laughs> you, You're not. <laughs> you go, over here go flexing. Go ahead and think that's the case to say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I'm, your anxiety is one of the I'm going to let your brothers live on that. All right. Go ahead, bro. Listen, do, do you. Do you, bro. Sukiana right. says that her man got a little dick but can eat pussy. So he, he proposed to her. Uh-huh. And she was like, yo, I'm going to marry him, but he's lucky because he got a little dick. He's lucky he could eat pussy. If your girl was to embarrass you like that on social media, would you still be trying to marry her? If she's telling the truth, why am I mad? Because why do you need to be publicly embarrassed if it is the truth? First of all, if my girl tells me I got a little dick, I might reconsider my life. (laughs) I'm dead. And consider looking for a next chick. I can't. (laughs) Nah, Oh, so I I couldn't. Yo, women are funny, son. Imagine you tell your chick, yo, your pussy mad loose. I can't. I don't know what's up with your pussy. She's not going to sit there and be like, oh, okay. Nah, she's going to be like, the fuck you mean my pussy well, I think loose, nigga? I, like, I could never get a nut off of that loose-ass pussy. But Facts, I think, that loose ass I think pussy. deep down inside, though, women are just way more, and they will always be more superficial than men. So when you say some shit like that to them, it's going to come off like you being hurtful. And then if a woman say some shit like that, she going she gonna, to she gonna take it as, nigga, I'm coming off truthful. So it's the way that they're taking what we're saying, but it's like they can't keep the same energy. Like me, I can keep the same energy. Like I'm so very comfortable these days, Komodo with it. Like I'm just like, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, Say what I you mean, say. It's all good. Unless you got a, unless you really got like a two inch dick and you've embraced it. Yeah, you know, and I've embraced like, it, man. You know, I, I've embraced it. You know, you've embraced yeah. it. You embraced, yeah, it, embraced it. You know, it. I would but also you know say you, there's there's something to be said about being comfortable, but also um, pushing something down. I, I don't care who you. I don't care if you a Zen monk. If your girl says something that. Uh, 
makes you feel like you are una- you're not enough or you're unable to please or you're unable to be something that they desire. It's going to make you feel some type of way. Whether you respond or react crazy or whatever have you is a different story, but I don't think there's any person in this world that's not going to be like, huh, really interesting. So, I mean, to, to put that on a public platform, I think is, and I she's wild. She says mad, crazy stuff. But I feel like at some point you got to know, like, say wild shit about yourself if that's what your brand is, saying wild shit. Facts. But once you put me into it, whether it's a, the truth or not, whether she was joking, being silly, or it's the actual truth, why invite people into your bedroom like that? Okay, guys. So it's time to officially podcast. So, um, I don't know this person. Um, I did see the the video. Um, and this is what I'm gonna say about this, because this is a very I feel like this is a very interesting thing. This is a part of the show, y'all, that I that I that I uh, put in my stories. This is the part of the show where a lot of feelings are going to get hurt. Listeners, brace yourself. You're not going to like a lot of the shit that I'm about to say. But we need to talk about it because we have to be realistic and we have to be honest. We're not honest anymore. We, we, we live in a society, you know, shout out to the social dilemma where we all fucked up in the game. We are all fucked up. Um, I, I'm slightly concerned. but uh, <laughs> And here we go. Go ahead, my brother. And here we go. I think that men based on their dick size hear me out if their dick is a certain amount of inches that will determine how well that man functions in the world because I feel like interesting because I feel like this is just my feeling I feel like if a man has a 10 inch dick or an 11 inch dick whether he's short, whether he's tall, whether he's smart, whether he's dumb, whether he's broke, whether he's rich, his dick size has exuded his confidence. His dick size is making him feel like he is the president of the United States. His dick runs his life more than he actually is running the life of his dick. So he's always going to think like, He's the shit no matter what type of fucked up situation life may put him in. No matter how much uh, debt he may be in. He got a big dick. So he's going to function and look at the world and women, oh, specifically women, very differently. My we on the same. I'm, I'm on the same train as you right now. I would, I would say opinion. that... Uh, it's unfortunate. I mean... But I think that's... I think, I think, I think I'm on to something there. Obviously, everything is circumstantial, but I would say that the way society has put an emphasis on a big dick um, would make somebody who is running around with a big dick feel like they are someone important, especially the reaction they probably get from women um, that is in line with masculinity, right? You'll either have a woman look at your dick and be like, yo, that's too much. I'm not doing it. Right. Which makes you feel more masculine because it's a dominance thing. Like, yeah, you can't handle this. Or you'll pull your dick out and a girl will see it and they'll be like, ooh. And that makes you feel some type of way positively because it's like, yeah, I'm able to dominate in the sense of 
yeah, I'm going to please her solely from having a big dick. Right. So I think, I mean, if we're keeping it a stack, if everybody really wants to keep it real, big dick doesn't mean shit in the bedroom if you if you really don't know what the fuck you're doing with it. No. Um, Let's really keep it real. Let's keep it a thousand right now. I fucked a chick back in 2011. And Shorty said, I didn't like the size of your dick. If we're keeping it 100 on dad has and bow ties. Shorty said, I don't like it. We never had sex again after that. It was done. Clipped. Finish. Was I tight? Yes. But who was I really tight at? Me? Or was I tight at her for saying it to me? I mean, that's a great question. I think it's a little bit of both. We got to keep it 100, y'all. Niggas, we getting in y'all feeling. We got to keep it 100. Y'all came to the right motherfucking show. This dad has some bow ties. We keep it 100 on him. You, it, it's a little bit of both, I think. I think. But what I've realized from having so many different female friends is everybody has a different size. Again, like that's why I always say girls don't know what big is. Everybody got a different size as to what they think big is. If you go on cocktails right now, the cocktails podcast, their Instagram, they have this this uh, post they put up with mad dick sizes, and they they're another one of those podcasts that's like horrible decisions. Okay, they got mad dick sizes. Most of the women in there, or a large part of the women in there, are not saying that the fucking twelve inch dick that's up there is the dick that they prefer. It, it, it's not the actual... We talk about this all the time. We do. We say that no, none of these chicks is taking them knee-whopping dicks. Nobody no. wants D-Flo that. says that all the time. Funny, D-Flo says that all the time. Nah, none of them is... Ta- bro, most shorties are taking between five and seven inches. That's what most women are comfortable most with. Most women will say that seven of- inches is ideal for them. They like seven. Eight. They like somewhere between, like you said, Flo, five and seven. Anything under five, five they're looking at you a little bit like... Uh, they're like, you know why? Because they want to still be able to dominate, but at the same time, they still want girth. Yeah. You if you have so, like a four-inch dick, but it's mad fat, they might be okay with it. Mad, they might <laughs> be fine with that because they could really rub the walls. Or if you got a good five inches with a curb that could hit that G spot, it it depends on the shorty. You feel me? And a lot of a lot of females will tell you like, "Yo, I don't mind a good five or six inches because I could have fun with that. I could get on it. I could do tricks. I could I could bounce on. It that won't shit. hurt in certain do, positions. It won't hurt exactly. Like they could really have fun on a lot. A lot of shorties might be like, "Nah, I want seven or eight inches because they want to feel that deep penetration." Not every shorty's trying to have you be fucking hitting their fucking the back nigga like some chicks just want a lot of a lot of women say they want girth and that's that's like all around fact. and i'm gonna be honest with you a lot of women that personally that i see <laughs> that look at a, a a 12 inch dick and be like yeah that's what i want that's what i need they're doing it for clout Honestly, I I think so. I, I see a lot of women do that for clout. Like in the comment section, I I encourage all niggas to go in that comment section because it's actually kind of funny to watch. But in the comment section, you got a good, you got like maybe twenty percent of the women in there talking about, "Ooh, let me get the twelve inch, let me get the da 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 da," and then most of the other women are are definitely between the eight and under. They're like, "Yeah, I like that, I like that," and honestly, most of them. We're in like around the five inch range 
um, saying that they thought that was a, a good size for them or whatever the case may be. Now, I'm not saying that every girl wants a five-inch dick. I'm not saying that at all. Um, although that is 5.5 is supposed to be the average um, worldwide, whatever the case may be. But what I am saying is a lot of y'all be capping when it comes to, ooh, I want a capping, big dick. Ooh, I want a big dick. But tapping. <laughs> they get that 10-inch dick and half the fucking time. Ooh, slow down. Stop. Ooh, wait. <laughs> stop. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> They can't this even shit ride sounds that crazy. Shit. They got, all, they, all they gotta do is be on missionary, Yo. bro. They can't even. When we ride listen that to the playback, this is gonna it. sound crazy when we get to this part of the podcast. It's the reality. It's the truth. It's the reality, now, son. I have to say this too because I feel like I'm a dick advocate. All right, so it's dick and advocate together. So I'm a dick advocate. All right, so I'm advocating for dicks. All right, so I don't know how I feel. Yeah, about, I don't know I feel you guys about. heard it here first. Dad has it both times. I'm a dick advocate. <laughs> And that's a new word that we got, bro. That's our word now. Our? No, no, no. It's the podcast word. I don't that's, want that's nobody else to word. Friend. Copyrighted, though. Copyrighted. All right. Copyrighted. So, dick for kid, right? So, there's a lot. So, somebody today actually asked me. Um, I'm uh, uh, great that XAB uh, brought that up. I'm not going to say this person's name because they actually do listen to the podcast. Now, is that going to change the dynamic of how they listen? At this particular stage in the game, I really don't give a fuck. This is the podcast. We got to give the people what they want. She was like, yo, how big are you? <laughs> I was like, average. She was like, and when you say average, big dick, small dick, or you, you know what you're doing with it. I was like, um, I know what I'm doing with it. I was like, you, you told me that we're not fucking, so I don't, even, I don't even know why this matters. Why are we having this conversation? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I just wanted to know. Okay. I'm like, listen, though. I'm like, Tom, listen, if you need... Some knee whopper shit. Shout out to Flo. If you need some, go get that. You talking to a nigga that's okay, though. I am perfectly fine. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we know distinguishes comfy, cool, calm, and collective. He knows who he is. Yeah, but a lot of niggas don't. And that's now, unfortunate. Now, now, that's the conversation we need to have. That's this unfortunate. Is, now we potted. Now we potted. That, that's unfortunate. Because... A lot of men cannot uh, deal with the idea of not being a knee whopper to every girl that they come across or being the biggest dick uh, that that girl, girl has seen. And it and it goes back to what you brought up earlier, which is that society has put this huge thing, pun intended, on having a a fucking dick that you see only in pornos that only one percent of the population actually has. So facts, facts. wit porns, and then wit porn. That's kind of like brainwashing. I, I think about that. I thought about that the other day. I was like, yo, the niggas in pornos be having these crazy dicks, and each one of them have it. I wonder if women look at that and be like, nah, if niggas don't got dicks like that. That mean they got a small dick, cause. And they can't take it though, bro. Like so I honestly, the honestly, too, to, to 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 go real quick before you flow. When I look at those niggas with the 12, 13, sometimes the dicks be like the dick be like another dick. It be like 20. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> how do you walk around with that, bro? Bro, what the fuck do you have? What Niggas gotta get special genes and what did God like, do? Yeah, how you fit that in your fucking what boxer shorts? What did God bro? do to how you, you bro? Fit it in your boxer shorts? What the fuck? I, I honestly, bro, and this is some real shit. I wouldn't want a twelve inch. Wait, I, I wouldn't. 
I don't feel like you could ever have. Only thing you can do is pour it. Yo, because no, you I'm, can't meet a regular. Chick. I'm not even gonna hold you. The moment I see the 12 inch dick come out, I instantly start hating. I'm a hating ass nigga. As soon as I see the nigga in the porn, I, I don't hate. <laughs> I don't hate the nigga, son, but I low-key just be like... No, what I hate on is I, I look for something wrong with the nigga. Like, that's why you got a peanut-ass Those head. niggas are perfect. Those niggas are perfect. I be seeing these dudes pop up with these 13-inch dicks, and I'm just like... I'm just like... <laughs> can, is he fucking any other chicks outside of porn? Like... Who can you fuck outside the average of porn? Chick, you can't the average on the chick block. on the block flow is not taking nah. that dick. She's not taking that. A lot it's of girls. A lot that. of girls. Some. Let She's me not, not say that. There are girls that uh, want that. That's what they want. Kudos to you. We're not they can't, capping, bro. They no, no, no. There are some girls. There are some girls that that fuck with that. What what the issue I have is is when they make it seem like that's the only thing they can fuck. Oh, I'm not gonna feel nothing. If you're not going to feel nothing but a 12-inch dick... First of all, if I pull out my dick and you tell me, well, I don't know, your dick kind of small, I don't think I'm going to be feeling anything. Well, bye, miss. Bye. Yo, if, you, if all you I'm can feel... I'm not setting myself up for defeat. Yeah, if, I, if... Obviously, we are not compatible. This ain't for us. Right. Like, I, Facts. I, I Them jaws work? I'm at that point. <laughs> Them jaws work, then? What's up with the mouth? Your mouth good? But, What's up? But on the real, it's like... Again, a lot of men, I think, do get self-esteem issues and do walk around in the world from that first moment Bro. that a girl may tell them, oh, you you small. And and unfortunately, girls do that often, especially if if they want to hurt you. Like a girl will go and be like, oh, he a little dick nigga or a shrimp dick nigga. That's like always the defense mechanism when they get tight at a nigga for doing some wild shit. Oh, you ain't nothing but a little dick nigga anyway. I don't go through that because I girls normally don't fucking get upset at me. But I've had one or two incidents where a girl was upset and was trying to be like, oh, that's how your sex game, da 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 It's like, you are mad mad. Like, <laughs> you are definitely mad. Or tried to play it off because they, I guess, didn't want their friends to know that we fucked or whatever. And tried to make it seem like, oh, no, it wasn't nothing. Da, 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 da. The sex wasn't that good, but then wanted to fuck again. So it's like, yo, stop playing with me. And this is like, my thing. So they might be doing that because they don't want their friends to fuck. Right. That's another thing. And, and they, 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 that could be it right there. That's a low-key that's, that's low devious strategy right, right Girls there. do that, too. They will they downplay a nigga's sex that. game to m make sure that their friends and other girls around them don't try to fuck. Right. That's 100%. And this is my thing because... We can't speak about one sex and not really bring it back to the sex that it's really about. As much uh, emphasis and publicity and billboards and advertisement and promotion that we see revolving around sex, sex is really advertised when you see it visually through the lens of a woman. And, and these days... It does not matter if that woman was actually born a woman or was born another sex and then had a transformation that actually then led them into becoming a woman or identifying as a woman. So I'm going to put that shit out there as well. We living in a different fucking day. Um, number two. So with that being said, the flip side is the real pressure because women will, women will say and claim that they really don't have to do nothing but be there, titties, breasts, ass, whatever. The pressure is 
really on the man and said person who identifies as a man um, because outside of how you look in the face, outside of your body, whether you have abs or not, outside of whether you have guns or not, you know, biceps, triceps, whatever have you, it all is going to boil down to one thing, your dick. A girl can have a fucked up face. If she has a fat ass, niggas might still hit. A girl might have small titties. If she got a beautiful face, niggas might hit. A girl might have the flattest ass on the face of the planet, so help me God. The nigga still might marry her. But if a nigga got a one to two inch dick, self-esteem issues is out the window if a chick say that dick too small for me. There's only one thing that can bats the small dick. Dang, son. The, the one thing that can bats the small dick is money. If you have money. That is a fact <laughs> to tack. If you have money, you can have the smallest dick in the world. <laughs> and, you can go with that two-inch dick and she's still finna moan, playboy. She's going to figure she it out. Uh, and check it out, though. Oh, yeah, and check it out. Uh, if you got a small dick and the thing that's going to overcompensate for your small dick, bro, is money. What does that really say about your small dick? What does this whole conversation say about society in general? I mean, uh, like you said, even on uh, the flip side, I think it's a little different with niggas. Like, again, uh, if if a girl has small breasts but a fat ass, a nigga might still slide. She has a pretty face, no ass, no tits, a nigga might still he, slide. He will, he will. A shorty can dead... I've heard stories of shorties being like, yo, the nigga pulled his dick out and I said, I'm going home. Damn. So it kind of, I mean, I think we have to also acknowledge, though, that there might be something to that on the women's side. Maybe it's not just a superficial thing, but am I really going to add a body to my list if I know for a fact I'm not going to enjoy this? Well... That right there, my brother, is great, but that's based on perception. You're perceiving this dick that you see in front of you that's dangling between this man's leg as small, but you don't know that this small dick might do more damage than the dicks you've been used to. You well, nah, that's where I think that's I, where I don't, I don't. that's where I think a woman would disagree with you because I've I had a conversation yeah. with a young lady the other day, I don't know about like that. months ago, and she basically was saying like. She dealt with somebody before and they weren't the size that she likes and it led to the sex being terrible. Now, yes, there are ways. If you know what the fuck you're doing, you might be able to get your girl the orgasm regardless. But if you do have a preferable size due to your experience sexually, maybe you dealt with a four inch nigga before and it ain't do much for you because you like how a six inch or a seven inch or a nine inch felt. So you... You had the four inch and it didn't, it, and the nigga was trying everything and it, it wasn't working. The other aspect of it that I think is important is a lot of niggas don't know how to fuck. Women will say a lot of niggas a don't know how to fuck. Right. They don't know how to get a girl to orgasm. They don't know how to please the girl. They don't know how to last long. They don't do anything besides be aggressive and stab, 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 uh, nut time, and then call it a so, day. So, okay. So, again. Uh, so again, if I'm a woman and I see this four inch dick, I already I may have the wrong perception that you don't know how to fuck or don't know how to use the four inch dick. But at the end of the day, I'm perceiving the whole situation 
And I'm like, nah, that ain't it. I'm I'm not even going to go down this road. And they also have a different societal pressure about how many bodies. Oh. So I can see all of that coming together and me as a woman saying, I'm not going to quote unquote waste my time. Um, so I can't really fault it on that end. However, back to your point, there is a misconception about, uh, you know, the dick size meaning the sex will be better. Because that's not always the case. I think that, you know, just to wrap it up, because I think uh, Dickhead won for uh, the podcast title for this episode. But um, <laughs> for me, and this j- this could just be because of how comfortable I am talking about certain things. Can't put it on any other man. You got to meet these niggas where they are. You know, it's a blessing to know that I'm on a podcast and I can be this open with my sexuality and talking about certain stuff. And you guys not say, yo, shut the fuck up, you know, calm down with all that noise. We can have a mature conversation. But I'm oftentimes thinking about the man who is told this and he does nothing with it, but goes straight to anger. Goes straight to, if she don't want to fuck me, I'm a killer. Goes straight to, if she think I got a small dick, I'm a raper. If she think I got a small dick, I'm a violate. Something, some type of forum, some type of safe place. And this is going to sound crazy. Some niggas is probably going to laugh after they hear this episode. Some niggas probably going to turn the podcast off after I say this. Niggas, we have to get comfortable. Whether you got a big dick or a small dick or you in the middle, you got to get comfortable talking about your dick size, especially, especially if a girl says, yo, your dick is too small because I think the more times men hear that, um, for one, egos will be checked. Two, humility will be stimulated. And three, my nigga, you have to realize that, yes, you have a penis, but that doesn't mean you have the penis that she wants. That doesn't mean you don't have a penis that somebody else doesn't want either. It just means that this particular person does not want this or they're not used to this. However, that also shouldn't mean that you should still be sending dick pics or you should still be lying on your dick. And I feel like we were at a point now in 2020 where we need to realize we need to be a bit more open and transparent about that conversation. That's why when I'm asked a direct question, I give an answer. You know, when I gave my answer today, Shorty could have easily said, oh, it's clip, 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 forever, forever. But I'm not in the business of lying anymore. I'm not in the business of lying about stupid shit because to me, lying about your dick size, that's stupid. It's dumb. And then you're going to get mean, your th- feelings hurt when you do tell shorty your dick size and then she do fuck and then you want some, yeah, let's fuck with the lights off. And she's like, no, nigga, but the lights on. Let me see Jimmy. And you pull out Jimmy and Jimmy is 3.75. Uh, nigga, she's going <laughs> to tell you to get the fuck out the room. So are, are you against... If you're talking to a shorty for a little bit and now she's ready to take it to the next level, if she asks you for a dick pic, are y'all against sending the I'm dick not, pic? I'm, I'm nah. not against it. Bro, I'm open as a, a, a book right now if it falls from the shelf. Nigga, I, that's, that's I mean, where I'm at. I think, I think this entire thing is an important conversation because you made some really good points. I do think that, like you said, and connected it to earlier again too, because people attach their ego to their dick size, it does lead to some precarious situations where a woman may say, I don't think that's going to please me. 
And a man automatically goes, like you said, to anger or trying to violate in some way, shape, or form, he whether it's go online or, or anything like that. And that's terrible that we're in this space. But that is a societal thing that needs correction. Because one, like we said, we're we're promoting unrealistic body measurements, whether it comes to women's breast size in porno or a man's dick size in porno. Right. That what is being promoted is unrealistic. You know, like that's not something that everybody is. It's the average thing that everybody should be looking to to look like or obtain. So that's when you have women doing breast surgeries and you got niggas uh, out here buying pills but again that's a whole marketing scheme because sex sells so yeah you want to have good sex you better buy these pills to get your dick your dick bigger um but as you said the first step of everything is being comfortable with your body amen you have amen you have to at some point realize all right this is the dick i got okay so i need if i realize that this might be a little bit challenging for some people uh I need to figure out how to work this dick, <laughs> okay? I need to figure out how to get to the point where this dick is pleasuring just like these niggas I see on the porno that got the 12-inch. I'm going to make my 4-inch work uh, the way these niggas with the 12-inch. And if a woman sees my dick and says, yo, this dick ain't for me, I have to accept that. Now, that's easier said than done, especially if you really, really like somebody. You've been building with somebody, going on dates for months. It's now time for y'all to fuck. And they like, nah, that ain't it for me. And like, you've you gotta you gotta hold that. Like, so I I don't know what that necessarily a hundred percent feels like. Men gotta hold it, bro, because niggas niggas is scared of rejection, bro. Like that's the thing. Like niggas is so scared for a sex situation about to happen, and then when you finally um, with shorty and she says your dick is small all of a sudden you feel like not only do you have a small dick but then you might you might be on a bit like this might be extreme you might feel like all the other chicks lied to you because they liked you yeah. and they didn't want to hurt your feelings and just like xab just said nigga if you got a three inch four inch whatever dick you have be comfortable because i'm pretty sure on the flip side there's probably niggas that feel like their 10 inch dick is a small dick. There's probably niggas that feel like their 12-inch dick is a small dick. We got to keep it all the way 100 with dicks, y'all. We got to... Some niggas might feel like their dick ain't even big enough. Got to keep it 100, son. <laughs> nah, it's it's real shit. Got to keep it 100. And, I mean, I, it's a it's an honest conversation to have. I think it's important because niggas is probably not even venturing down bro, this road. Bro, You're only going to get this on Dad Bro, has niggas time. tuned out of the podcast only after this, bro. Bro, bro, <laughs> niggas tuned out of the podcast after this. I'm telling you. Nah, niggas tuned in right now because <laughs> this is a real conversation. Nah, this, is a good, this is a great conversation, yeah. Because at the end of the day, this is a real thing that a lot of dudes go through. A lot God of damn, we gave niggas therapy. That level of rejection where they end up in the bedroom and they might really be feeling shorty and shorty might have been given the vibe that they, she really feeling him too. And he drop his pants and fully erected. She's just like, that ain't finna do nothing for me, playboy. And now I'm it's sorry, a rage. You know? Now it's a fuck you, bitch. Uh, you ain't nothing but a hoe anyway and all of that. But then, again, right. there is a psychological component to it, bro. Because the moment you do come up against that girl that kind of puts it out there that, oh, you might not be enough. You do look at all of the other scenarios where 
a shorty might have told you, "Ooh, you was you so big," and now you're now you're like, "Did this chick really just tell me that because she liked me and she wanted to stroke my ego and at the moment?" Too, let's keep it funky for these. Let's people let's out do here, that. Bro. Let's keep it funky. <laughs> Measure your dick, my nigga. If you know your dick is only three inches big and shorty looking, oh my god, it's so big. She lied to you, Playboy. <laughs> she, she's lying. She's lying to you. Yeah. She's yeah, lying. lying. Measuring you, yourself and then go online, see what the average is, and you can you can find out Brothers, yourself. Measure I yourself. remember being a, I have a ruler right I here. I remember being a teenager <laughs> and being like, yo, I really want to know how I measure up to the competition. Every nigga has measured his Correct. dick. If you if Correct. Every nigga, Correct. If you say you don't no, measure your lying. dick, you lying. Yeah, you lying. Never, you <laughs> lying. Every man, every yeah. man in this planet, unless you super naive right. say to it. Every nigga has, at some point in time, it might not have been a ruler, but you have measured your dick. Yeah, you took your remote. Something. You took your remote, and you was like, like oh. ocean bottles, a remote, yeah, yeah. some shampoo you bottle, your dick against a bottle yeah. of soda, a f- something. something. My nigga, you done something. measured your dick. <laughs> the fucking Fuck soap bottle you with your finger. You done, you done did this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all this. <laughs> right. Let me, let me see. It, is this shit bigger than my index <laughs> finger? It is this shit right. Every nigga that did this before. Every measured it, boy. You done took the time to figure out what you, you done looked in the mirror and sized your shit and be like, hmm. Let me see. Shaved or no shave. You done all, did, of, you that. all did of that. Oh. You done did the so bold ego. Ego to see everything, boy. You know what I mean? That's you how you pushed your skin back. You don't made sure you don't look through that and be like everything. But took a picture, everything, again, boy. To close out the dick segment, moral of the story <laughs> is what XAB said. What I preach all the fucking time on the podcast. Shout out to the ladies that hit me up on the side and say, "Oh my god, I like how vulnerable." You've like over like become so much on a podcast. I'm like, I've been doing this. Y'all getting to see it. The brothers already knew this. Y'all getting to hear it. But I appreciate y'all. Moral of the story is man and woman, whether you identify as man or woman or them or they, whatever pronouns, you have to be comfortable with yourself. That's really what this shit boils down to. Everybody's not blessed. You gotta learn how to get there. Yeah. Everybody have to learn how to get there. Yeah, you gotta learn how to get there. Everybody's not blessed off rip. You know what I mean? And to be honest, and I and I've said this jokingly. You know, in the past on uh, uh past episodes, but I'm keeping it a hundred now, fellas. If y'all really feeling some type of way about your dick, technology has come a long way, and I don't need to say any more than that. Yeah, yeah, y'all can finish the rush. I can fill in the blanks. I don't have to say if y'all really feeling some type of way about your dick, I'm good. So then. before we wrap up and staying on this this kind of line of questioning, right. do you feel like people? really like honesty and transparency can they really respect it because a lot of times there are memes that go about let me see i think i, I have one with a thumbs down at? Read... What a th- we ain't got a thumbs down on zoom no i'm gonna just put the o yeah because let me read so this this tra- transaction happened people get so offended by the what are your intentions combo because it's really just but it's really just a question if you intend to see where this goes say that if you intend to make this serious say that. If you just want to smash say that. I don't know why it automatically becomes a pressure question. And if someone responded to that, people do not like honesty. People do not like to be aware or even near awareness. They enjoy ignorance. They feel pressured like you're causing problems if you don't enjoy it too. Pure intentions and transparency will never be accepted, loved amongst those who love to play in mud. All right. So 
do you think people rather play in the unknown than full transparency? It's time to give you guys another real episode. This is it. See, I knew I knew this All episode right. was gonna be special, XAB. I knew it, son. I I knew I'm, it. I'ma just chime <laughs> yeah. in first, bro. I'll say this. You gotta work your way up to that. I feel like if we're complete strangers, mm, that's a good point. I don't think it's I don't think it's a necessary thing when you're complete strangers. I feel like it's okay to keep your guard up a little bit and keep things a little bit gray if I don't know you from a whole And let's be honest, nobody is accepting, especially as a... um, I think it it really is on gender lines, honestly. Gender and sex lines. Because if a nigga goes to a chick and goes, yo, I just want to fuck you, that's disrespectful. That is, he's a misogynist. He's bugging out. But if a girl comes to a nigga and is like, yo, they meet at a party and she's like, yo, we fucking tonight. A nigga is not going to take that no other way than, oh, shit. All right, we fucking then. So let's keep it a stack about really how these intention conversations work. A woman has a a more freedom, in my opinion, to tell a nigga, yo, I just want to smash. If a nigga tells a chick and, and don't let the chick really like the nigga and... And not know. And if he goes, yo, I'm just really in this to smash. I have very rarely seen a woman who really likes a nigga and wanted a relationship be like, okay, unless they think the relationship is going to make the nigga. I mean, unless they think the sex is going to make the nigga want a relationship. I feel like I feel like I I, I agree with that because. I don't even want to really say this shit, but I'm going to say it anyway. I ain't going to say no names, but about. Three, three and a half weeks ago, a woman definitely came in my inbox. God strike me now from lying because we ain't got time for it. Came in my inbox and said that she saw an interview that I did about me talking about, you know, my sexuality and stuff. And she liked how free I was and how f- and open I was. Um, This woman, you know, proceeded to say, you know, she is interested and wants to know what it is that I may want from her if I find her also interesting as well. She basically came in the inbox and shot her shot. And I was shocked because it wasn't like I was looking for it. It wasn't like I, quote, unquote, put myself out there to have people come in my inbox after that, even though a lot of people did say, a lot of women said after that interview, they was like, wow, we kind of fuck with him more because he's just so raw and vulnerable. And I just looked at it like I'm just being me. And the thing that really had me shocked is that this woman is significantly older than me. And I'm going to just leave it like that. She's significantly older than me. And I was like, interesting. Um, not only is she a grown-ass woman, but there's some maturity there because she felt comfortable enough to come in the inbox, have a regular conversation, and then in a um, like almost childish but also like um, adult, adult-like manner, shoot her shot, but it wasn't over the top it was you know regular but i was intrigued because she was really do like she was really doing this and i was like interesting but going back to what you were saying yeah if a nigga was to do that to any chick he gonna be looked at as thirsty and i partly agree with the meme i, I feel like we're in a space where you know and xab you tell me this all the time you know maybe i'm too transparent you know upfront with people that i don't know or, or too open and honest up front with people I don't know off rip. But at the end of the day, I just feel like for me, I just had gotten so used to doing certain things and, 
you know, finding myself being petty and sneaky about shit that if I was, you know, just more open and honest and transparent about shit, I could have been in a better place with certain people, you know, and that doesn't mean just relationships. That also means friendships. Like, I feel like withholding information more because of who people know me to be and who I am, when they actually do find out some shit, like some real, real shit, they like, distinguish, you let me down. Like, I wasn't expecting, from you? of all, I wasn't expecting this from you, Malek. Like, nah, you kind of hurt me with that. And then that makes me feel like all I have to do is be honest because I'm promoting I'm this person that's vulnerable and raw and all these things. And then when you find out some shit, you look at me like, mm, you're not all, you know, you're not all that arming up as I thought you was. So I think it's important that there's a balance that if men are going to tell women, quote unquote, we just want to smash or we just want to have sex. I think before it gets to the first date, it needs to be said somewhere in there, even in the, you know, the early talking phases. And I, I get you flow on what you said, but depending on the age and I think where people are in their life, nobody wants to quote unquote, figure out what niggas intentions are. Nick chicks. I feel like chicks want to know intentions more than niggas want to know chicks intentions. Chicks want to know over what are we doing? Gregory, what are we doing? But that's, that's, that's because of how society has set it up again. A nigga could never, a nigga could never do no. that. A nigga could, a nigga could never be like, "What is your intention?" And then the girl be like, "Oh, I want a relationship." And then the nigga be like, "Well, I just want to fuck." That's automatically going left. I will say this though: I think time and place matters with everything, even with the truth. Sometimes you put the truth out there too soon, and it allows someone to paint a picture of you that isn't the truth. Okay, if that makes sense. So, like, time and place is, is everything. I think if I'm trying to get to know you and I don't even know what I want from you, right. if the first thing I see from you is my physical attraction to you and I know for a fact I want to smash and you ask me what is your intention, in my mind I don't know what my intention with you is yet. Besides, I know that I'm physically attracted to you and, and I feel like sex might be something that would be dope between the two of us. But if I get to know you a little bit more before that question is presented, then maybe I'll realize, oh, nah, this is you're someone I want to build with. Uh, you're someone I want to see where this goes. So time and place, I think, is often very important. Early on, I might be attracted to you because of whatever you're promoting to me at that time. Maybe you have wild sex appeal. Maybe that's natural to you. Maybe we're in the club and you danced on me crazy. I get your number. My first impression of you is how good we danced and how good we vibe physically. Mm -hmm. So if you then ask me on the first time that we texting, yo, what's your intention with me? Shit. Well, I have no idea. I either want to get to know you or I want to get to know you physically. You're not going to be able to get an actual conversation out of me because or actual what I may think because I may be like, damn, she's bad. And I don't really even know who she is, so I do know that she's bad to me. I want to physically be involved with her. If I get to talk to you for a week, now I might be like, oh, she's interesting too. She's in line with what I'm looking for. I want to get to know this person. If it's a couple months down the line, oh, foundationally, we on the same page. I might want to date this person. So I think time and place is, is important in those conversations. I just thought about some wild shit. 
And I didn't even realize what fucking time it was. I'm like, damn, I got to get the fuck up out of here. Um, but we just been having a great, uh, a great conversation. So I'm gonna just say this, and then I guess we could uh, really quick because we definitely got to do, it. definitely got to run off all the black people that won last night. We not gonna, we not gonna sugarcoat that. We gonna give them motherfuckers the roses because they all, they all deserve. Yeah, we'll it. talk about the, we'll talk about the social dilemma next yes, time. Yes, yes. But we'll, we'll talk about the Emmy and we'll talk about RGB. Yes, I mean RBG. Yes, um, and we'll get out of here. So I think. Uh, in a in a world that if the main perception of trying to get to know somebody is sex, like if that's like the first tier of getting to know somebody, this is just a crazy ass hypothetical. What if we had an app and the app was an app strictly designed for you meeting your long-term partner but the first phase of the app, once you put all your information is once you once you put all your information in it, is to take a photo of how your entire body looks naked from top to finish. So you literally do a front view, you do a back view, you submit it on the app. The only way the person would be able to get access to that photo is having a long, you know, term conversation with like, let's say the term that you set for their photo to be unlocked, for them to see who you, like what you look like underneath there is like three months. And within the three months, you're virtually dating on this app. After the third month has ended, now you either enable them to see the uh, see what you look like and then they enable you to see what they look like or you extend the term. Because it, I'm, yeah. No, I was going to say, there's a market for that. Oh, okay. I, I, could, I, could, I could see there being a market for that. I don't necessarily... Um, no, if like sex is the first indicator, I just know that physical attraction, we, we can't act like that is not one of the first indicators yeah. of what attracts right. you to somebody, but I could see an app of that magnitude being popular. Yeah. To some Cause extent. personally, and I feel like D flow would agree if you like me and I like you and you know, like there's a strong chemistry, there's a strong sexual, you know, thing going on there. Let's worry about getting to know each other later. Let's fuck. Let's see how we feel after fucking to 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 kind of gauge if we really kind of want to get to know each other. Let's just get all the fucking sex out the way. Let's just get that. See, shit my out the only way. thing is my thing is everything is about chemistry. There are girls that I meet and I don't want to do nothing but converse with them for a long period of time before getting physical. And then there's girls that you meet, or at least for me, because I, I date women. Um, and the chemistry, the physical chemistry is overwhelming. And and regardless if I want to date them long term or not, it's like something that we're both on the same page about. So I, it's just like, again, it's one of those nuanced things where you don't, as we talk about dating, you don't want to take certain things out of dating. Like when it gets, the climate gets too sensitive and you feel like you don't even want to be confined. And then also you you just never know with certain routes. There are certain people you meet them and everything just clicks automatically. And you guys converse and the conversation's good. You guys physically attracted. You guys are both horny at the same time and y'all end up wanting to fuck. And it doesn't necessarily mean that shit is going to go left and you never want to see that person again. And then there are times where you guys aren't on the same page. This person is using. I think that's another thing that we got to talk about. That is important. Never use your body, your body as a bargaining chip. That's never mm. gonna. Sex is never going to make somebody stay or go. They, 
there are other things that are going to make somebody want to be attached to you. Sex will only give you a superficial attachment. You can't you can't go out there and be like, I'm going to fuck this person and then they're going to want a relationship with me. You either know what the intentions are between the two or you don't know. And if you decide to have sex, you have to have that understanding as you don't know where this may go. You can't be like, oh, the sex now owes me a relationship. Mm, that never works okay, out. Okay, I got you on that. All I'm going to say is, but, but before we wrap, is that a quick story. I, I definitely remember a while back, I went to, to a Domino's. Pray to God she don't listen to this shit. I went to a Domino's <laughs> and I met up with a shorty. She worked at Domino's. The day I met her, it was a random day because I was randomly going there just to get some Domino's pizza. I never go into Domino's. It's a rare occasion I'm going into Domino's picking up pizza. I'm, I'm ordering them niggas to bring it to the crib. But this particular day, I didn't want to wait. I wanted them to make my shit right there so I could take it. Saw Shorty there. Started flirting with Shorty. The next day, fucked Shorty. I never had sex with somebody so fast a day in my entire life. What do you call that? A one night stand? <laughs> nah. Uh, <laughs> we had more sex. No, we had more sex after that. What I'm saying is that I didn't even know it was gonna go down like that. Real shit. Like I most of the time we don't. I, I didn't know. <laughs> most of the time niggas don't don't know it's going down like that. I mean, sometimes you kind of get the vibe that the girl is interested. We have to keep it a stack. There are some women out here who just want to fuck, and and that's that's really. It and and or they're comfortable with fucking and then trying to pursue something after. I think okay. a large majority have been taught that, yo, if you give up the goods, then the nigga's not going to be interested in you. But there's some niggas that think like that. Absolutely. But I think a, a good majority of men, if they're interested in you, they're interested in you. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with that 100 percent. If they're interested, they're interested. Now, you, you will have the fuck niggas that only want sex because they're attached to sex thinking that se the more fucking they do and the more sex that they have, the more, again, it goes back to their ego, the more that makes them a man. So anytime you present them with sex, they're going for it. And most men are going to look at sex like a treat. We've been groomed <laughs> to believe that our entire lives. Like, even when it comes to gifts. We'll talk about that next episode, oh, though. Yes. But oh, even yes. when it comes to gifts... A woman will tell you on Valentine's Day, I'm wearing lingerie and we fucking in it all night long. That's your gift for Valentine's Day. Or I'm going to do something extra special tonight. That's your gift. Meanwhile, you got to go to Jared's and get a bracelet that's 450 I get a bracelet. <laughs> yeah. I am not with none yeah. of that, bro. So, but we'll get into those conversations later. Shout out to the Emmys. Uh, we had The Watchmen won. Regina King, shout out to you. Shout Euphoria, was Zendaya, Tyler Perry, and Eddie Murphy. Mm. I'm sure there's some more names. Yeah, there's missing, mad other names. But shout out to every black person who we know in our hearts deserved those awards last night. Because it's not about the Emmys. For us, when we do our work, it's about the recognition. Give me my motherfucking pride. You know I deserve this shit more than every fucking body else. I need that shit. I couldn't believe when I heard Eddie Murphy has been acting for over 30 plus years and his first Emmy was last night. I couldn't fucking believe and that shit. And this is the first time. I couldn't yeah, fucking believe crazy. it. I couldn't believe it, but shout out to Eddie Murphy. Um, shout out to everybody who won Tyler Perry with the Governor's Award. All the barriers he's been fucking breaking left and right. Zendaya, one of the youngest um, women of color to win the award. And Regina King has been slaying fucking uh, a filet acting young since 
forever. So shout out to Queen Regina. And Watchmen was really, really good. Yes. So if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Oh, please go um, out there and watch Watchmen, y'all. Big R.I.P. to the notorious R.B.G. Yes. That passed this weekend. Heavy. Uh, Heavy. Ruth um, Bader Ginsburg. She passed this weekend. A huge loss. Uh, one of the dopest Supreme Court justices to exist. She did a lot for women's rights. She did a lot for civil rights altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a major loss on the Supreme Court. Uh, please go out and vote. People are voting already. We need it more but now it's than really, you, Unless you want to see the Supreme Court really, really switch up and start ruling certain things in favor uh, that is really wild because it's completely conservative, uh, we got to start waking up and we got to really get this situation uh, figured out and active. But this has been another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. What's the tough knot, bro? Tough knot is, man, we talked extensively a lot about um, body appreciation. That's what we were, that's the majority of today, body appreciation. And the more and more you continue to downplay what God gave you, you need to ask yourself, is the belief in what you believe in is it more powerful than what you were actually given? That is a tough knot. What would dad say? Dad would say, don't force anything. Some people in this world don't know how to not force stuff. It's unnecessary. If something is flowing, let it flow. And if something seems like it's running from you, let it run. Because if it's for you, it'll come right back. You don't have to chase it. You never have to chase any form of energy. You don't have to chase love. You don't have to chase affection. You don't have to chase any of those things. It will come to you if it's meant to come to you from the source that you're trying to get it from. If it's not, then let it chill. And then sometimes when you don't force it, it allows that person to acknowledge what they want from you. You're forcing what you want from them, not giving them a chance to figure out what it is that they want from you. So dad would say, don't force it. This has been another episode of Dad Has Some Bowties, and we are out.